1: ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Fun Never Ends with Nelson and Friends. Uh, broadcasting live from my home in West Covina, California. We've got a great show for you today. We have the incredible Rob McCauley. Uh, you know him from um, McCauley Shanker. Uh, you know him from Survivor, raiding the Rockfall, where you can catch him nightly at the Vinyl Room at the Hard Rock, from Saturday night to Wednesday night. Um,
2: and Robin, how are you doing, man? Great to have that you. That makes on the me show. sound. Nice. That makes me sound really busy. Alone, Nelson. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> doing great. How about yourself? I am excellent, thank God. Uh, as a Result of last Sunday night's dreadful.
0: Uh, that was a horrific tragedy. We were horrific, horrific. Yeah. Now, our prayers,
2: uh, prayers to everybody. Um, you know, I live here in Simi Valley, and um, two of our friends uh, lost two of their girlfriends. I'm so uh, sorry about. In that, in, in that tragedy, and uh, it's hard to comprehend. One of my son, my son Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his girlfriends that uh, we go to church with, she was there with a bunch of her friends um, who were seriously wounded, and she can't actually put the uh, put the pieces together yet. She's just very... Uh, she's still she's a he's She's very reserved, very sort of shut away, doesn't know how to even sort of talk about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad you guys are all safe. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I was telling you that uh, had it been like 30 minutes later, you know, we ended 10 o'clock, yeah. and that uh, that sort of barrage happened at 10:08, I believe it was clocked in that. And normally, when I when I leave the Hard Rock to pick up the 15, I drive directly past the Mandalay, but I swoop around and Caval mm. right for the stages. So yeah, I'd have been at right the, have been, I'd have been the, the lights, looking up at those damn windows. I'd have shot that bastard had I had a gun. I can tell you that right now.
0: And then at this, at that point when I heard about that, I'm like, I'm so glad you guys are no longer oh, at yeah. the
2: Trop. Yeah, I had, uh, I had uh, really because you know, you know, um, um, for the past few years, mm-hmm. uh, we'd actually come out the stage door of the Trop, and we could look directly across to the main stage. And I remember last year we were at the TROP and uh, mm-hmm. Keith Urban I think was headlining. Yeah. So we had a we had a full on view of Keith as he as he hit the stage. So that's how close we were to it. Um, and uh, I had Phil Suzanne
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, in the car with me because I gave him a ride home. And um, we we had Twitter we had Twitter live, yeah. and we heard we heard we were like three blocks maybe tops. And there was a ton of young girls, actually,
1: yeah.
2: racing towards cabs that were stopped at the traffic lights, trying to get into cabs that were already loaded with people. That's how frantic everybody was, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah. Uh, I heard the barrage of gunfire, and Phil goes, Oh my God, there's a report coming in that there's like 24 injured already with, with uh, two people deceased. And I'm going, "With with that much fire... This is the the numbers have got to be got to be worse than that, and God help us, you know. Only a few hours later, those numbers started to come in, and it was like, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's, it was unbelievable. And then you have yeah. these so stories about that, and then the the
2: total counts, which yeah, it's horrific. But Vegas is strong. Vegas yeah. is strong. Vegas think, is strong. I think, I think I think Vegas has to rethink uh, how they open their doors. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm sure things will be not the same. Yeah,
0: things will be different for sure.
2: Yeah. Anyway, um, beautiful day in Southern California. Thank God we're all here. Nice and warm. Thanks for for having me. (laughs) Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Metalhead Nelson, (laughs) dudes.
0: So you've got uh, Michael Shankerfest coming up. Uh, You've been doing that since uh, last year, which... The Blu-ray, yes. CD, and DVD from yeah. uh, Japan that came out, uh, featuring yeah. you, Garrett Barden, and Graham Bonnet. Right. And that's an amazing Blu-ray, and you're going to Japan um, what a week from, a today.
2: from today. from Yeah, and then yeah. you're going okay.
0: to Europe too.
2: Yeah, we we uh, we play uh, we headline Loud Park in Japan, and then we play a show in Osaka, uh, and then we're uh, we're back for two days. I'll be back in two days in the Rock Vault. And I leave Monday. uh, Head into uh, we have uh, four days in Spain, one in uh, Holland, one in Germany, and then a week in the UK. How Uh, has that
0: been um, going back and playing with Michael? Because I know you do the Temple Rock, Temple of Rock uh, tour. Right.
2: right? Yeah. Um, You know, there's always been. um, I think since the uh, we did six weeks back in 2012. Uh, which was directly before the i got called in for rock vault funny i was back i was back home for about a week when i actually got a call about the rock vault Well, actually it wasn't rock vault at the time it was just an idea
1: yeah
2: and um there's always been speculation because years before that six-week tour i would join him for a show at NAMM. Mm-hmm. um I'd, i he'd play hollywood i i we talk. I'd go down and sit in on a couple of tunes. So people were going, "When are we ever going to see air reunion?" And you know, timing's everything, right? Yeah. You know, it's of yeah. it's, The pieces when the pieces of the puzzle fall right into place, it happens. Mike, it was Michael's idea to yeah. uh, to have all three singers in, which we we did at Sweden Rock. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I think it was just testing the waters. The promoters seemed to love the idea. Um, I did one, I headlined one show in Madrid, and one in France, with just me. Um, And this will be all three singers. It's, I can't even tell you the amount of fun, first of all, (laughs) that we have, because because I'm surprised that we can actually get anything done, because the stories are just insurmountable, because we we all have stories about, do you remember this, and and it's like, (laughs) We need to rehearse. Let's die it, right? So That's we so we awesome. just we get we get carried away because we're in the middle of the song. And it goes, I just thought of something. Do you remember that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, you know, people have said, what is it like now to work with Gary and Graham on the same stage? It's there's no words. It's so much fun. I mean, it is so much fun. That's and so and awesome. what's what's really interesting is they really are uh, three different phases. Gary's phase, Graham's phase, and it's very different, the whole thing. So, and, and now in one show, you, you, you collectively get that whole bundle of, of, of the mishmash of, of, of those periods that we went through. And um, Michael is, I think he's playing better than he ever has.
0: It sounds so really, easy.
2: Oh, he's totally focused. I mean, he sings back up some of the songs. <laughs> Michael Schenker doesn't sing, but he does now. And he's talking to the crowd. He's laughing. He's having a blast. But his playing is is bar none. It's just great. He's really – he's on fire. And we have a killer rhythm section with, with – uh, Chris yeah, lemon and and, and Steve Mann, yeah. your old buddy. Well, I get a chance to go back and and play with Steve, which is just killer, you know. Yeah. It's awesome. Wow. It's really cool. Yeah, I remember when I picked up that Blu-ray.
0: I'm like, oh my god, you get the best of all three original singers, and then and I had the album too, and I'm like. <laughs> and it sounds <laughs> pretty. It, it, sounds, it sounds. It sounds really good. Amazing. It sounds the amazing.
2: they really recording. The the camera work is great. Um. Uh, that was an an absolute amazing venue, the international forum in tokyo it's it's a new venue
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and uh, it's it's just the atmosphere. I think what surprised me, people were saying to me, what was it like going back into Japan after all of these years and especially with everybody on stage mm-hmm. and I think I think the one thing that struck me surprisingly different then what I remember was how young the audience were. I, I mean, yes, there were the diehard Michael Schenker fans, but right up front were all of these young fans singing word for word, and you can't bluff that. You either know it or you don't know it, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember several times in the show, Michael would be alongside me, would be going, look dude, they're actually singing the songs. And you know it's 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 awesome. It's, I mean, I sound like a child, but it's 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 uh, it, it's I can't believe what thirty something years later. It's like who'd have thought, right?
0: Yeah, like when I showed up and when I met you, I had the album, and then I came back with like the full vinyl. Perfect timing. Oh my god, I'm the
2: hair, dude. Don't forget the hair, dude.
0: <laughs> Speaking of the hair, how long did it take you to like get that? And how it was all together.
2: Oh dude, that that, that by itself was the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome because That was the uh... whole show. I remember um I remember when uh, when we uh, when we did uh, a slew of dates in in the UK with opening for Whitesnake, right? Mm. And Whitesnake were not short on long hair, right? Teased on the whole deal, but they were nothing compared to ours, right? <laughs> and we had we had all the colors and all of this, and of course Michael had the hair extensions. Our bass player Rocky, Rocky had red, white, and blue to match his uh, match his his bass guitar. Yeah, and it closed the clothes to match it was like where is he? I can't. It was like a camouflage, right? <laughs> and then Kerrang! Magazine um, instead of White Snake getting the front cover, MSG gets the front cover with this big That's headline. Nice. Uh, MSG hit the stage. Like a hairdresser's nightmare. (laughs) 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 I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on there, you know. Yeah. And um, I always tell a funny story because we had a break. We had a break at one point where we had a few days off. And I flew from Hanover in Germany Mm -hmm. uh, back into London to go visit one of my sisters. And it turned out to be uh, Easter weekend, you know. Mm -hmm. Catholics, good holiday, good Catholic weekend, right yeah. and uh, my sister Margot and my niece Leona we, we went to the to the holy Saturday Easter vigil, right mm-hmm. and uh, it's a beautiful ceremony where you know the church is in darkness and everybody leaves the church and the Paschal fire is is alighted outside and everybody has a lighted candle walking back into the now darkened Church, you know, light mm-hmm. into dark, and and so I remember, I was back in the church with my my prayer book in one hand, my lighted candle, hair ten feet high. My niece was standing beside me, and I got this I got this twitch, and I'm going, hmm, huh, huh. and I couldn't get to it, so I reached over and I went, started to get the itch, and the whole side of my head took off, dude. Oh because no. I am not exaggerating. Oh I, I I I am not lying. So this it was like a chainsaw cut oh, half man. of my head away. It went, and of course now you have the smell of burning
0: hair. <laughs> oh
2: my god. That was <laughs> in the sad. in the in the church with the lights out, right? <laughs> <laughs> condemned, oh, man. man. We were condemned. <laughs> but uh um I don't know. I know what we were thinking, but you know, it was it was the time. You yeah. know, the teasing teasing of the hair, make it big, and and how big can it get? Very big, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was That's a lot okay, of fun, man. and we still have hair. You know? Oh
0: yeah,
2: we still, still have looks it. Looks good, man. We still have it. You know what's left of it, but we still have it. <laughs> Um,
0: yeah. You guys have a lot of dates coming uh, next year, too, uh, one being uh, the National Grove of Anaheim on yes. uh, Sunday, March 25th, and then you guys have a House of Blue show in Las Vegas as well. World-
2: At the Mandalay. I was yeah. telling the guys because they were the Mandalay, sending me messages. Yeah. That's, yes, right? That's so, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a – you know, a lot of people come out to the Rock Vault. And they're all asking, when are we going to see you? When is, what, you know I'm going to come here, and I'm going to come there. And people seem genuinely pretty stoked about the whole thing. Oh, yeah, know?
0: I bought my ticket.
2: Oh, you have? I you. bought my
0: ticket. I ha- I will be at the Group Anaheim show, and I will wear Oh, that, man, you know, it's that... a great venue. It's oh, a yeah. great venue. It's yeah, a great venue. And I will wear the shirt that I bought from uh, Gina with your photo on it.
2: Really? Oh, on <laughs> <fun> you, dude! <did. laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, but Rock Rock Vault, uh, we will um, um, we will celebrate our one thousandth show on November twenty fifth with Rock Vault. That's pretty awesome. And you've yeah, seen be awesome. you've seen about nine
0: hundred ninety nine of them. <laughs> i lost you've seen track a lot. To how many I've seen, I know. Or, or you've many. seen a lot. Yeah. Our buddy from all the way, has way back seen a is,
2: lot too yeah from all the way back so um you know we never expected uh we never expected it to go as far as it did um we're absolutely blessed with the amount of work and the amount of fans that that we've we've met on, on that journey and you know nothing they say nothing lasts forever but but it seems like it will last forever you know
0: it's an amazing um, show, amazing production. Ninety minutes of pure rock and roll now. So I think,
2: the, I think, I think the makeup of the band is 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 what keeps that thing alive because you know people go, how you guys come out and make it feel like I've never seen it before, the energy. And you know, let me tell you straight, there are some nights, you know, pre-show you're going, oh, man, ah. Oh, I could just sleep, right? <laughs> right. And then you come out and that red light goes on and you're, you're up and running. Mm-hmm. And then all of that disappears. You know, the the adrenaline button gets pressed and voila. <laughs>
0: Man, what a show. That's for sure. You know, it's fun. Be, it's a lot of fun. It's a I'll it's be a there great on the 25th deal. of November for the thousandth show celebration since
2: I missed Happy the days.
0: 500.
2: I do know, and I can't reveal anything, but I do know that we're planning something a little different. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll be we'll be adding. We'll be I don't want to say adding, but we will be doing. We'll be doing a couple of things different. That that that's. We'll be giving people an opportunity to, uh, you know. Anyway, that's all I can say <laughs> before I give it away. But it'll be it'll be it'll be a show. But it'll be uh, we'll add some things. Just let's put it like that. Can't yeah, wait. There's, no, the really there's the teaser. There's the teaser.
0: Yeah, we all know all the Rock Vault fans are gonna be looking forward to that, and they look forward to every show.
2: That's cool. We're we're very happy. We're we're just uh, happy to be working. <laughs> Since we're
0: on the subject of Rock Vault, how how were you approached to do the uh, rating the Rock Vault from the start, from the first show at the Mayan Theater, and then progressing to Oh the West End Lvh to yeah. uh, and then again went to Trop and now at the Vinyl Room and Hard Rock.
2: Yeah, um, um I've been there since the beginning. Um, um Andrew's been there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, I had I had just come off the road in 2012 with Michael Decker, mm-hmm. And uh, i had actually picked my boys up from school. Uh, they were still in middle school. Mm-hmm. Were they in middle school? Um, yeah, they'd be still in middle school. And um, my phone rang, and it was John Payne. And some months prior to that, I had actually I'd run into John uh, when he was opening up for Survivor uh, mm-hmm. with Asia. Um, I can't remember where the place was, but um, I came out of the Survivor trailer, and there's John Payne, And uh, he goes, oh, I saw you on the bill. And I think we were headlining. And uh, he goes, I didn't want to leave without seeing you. So uh, Mitch Perry, do you know Mitch?
0: Mitch Perry, yes. Uh, So Mitch
2: Mitch was in that version of Asia at that time also. And so they hung around and saw the Survivor show. And um, then I get this call from John uh, about two weeks after the U.S. tour with, with Michael. Mm -hmm. and he said look um, I've got a bunch of tracks in my studio you can pick whatever you want um, and then I'll explain what the whole idea is behind it if you can have some time I'd love to have you over love how you sing blah 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 so I get over to John's studio Mm -hmm. in Glendale and I actually picked six songs he had me sing on six different songs Um, Tom Petty God rest his dear soul Actually, Yeah, you know, I actually sang American Girl for American the first, Girl. yeah, for the first uh, Rockfall CD, right, and uh, yeah, Queen was, CDs. <laughs> yeah, right, so that was one of the first songs, You 2 was on there, um, a David Bowie song on there, Queen,
0: Let's Dance, that's, amazing. yeah,
2: right, and um I went in and we did that, we had an absolute blast, because we'd known each other for some time, and yeah. Not unlike the MSG situation backstage. We'd get into in sidetracked with all of these sitcoms that we used to watch growing up in, in London and you remember this and that guy and whatever happened to this one and blah blah blah. And uh some debaucherous stories in there too.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and uh only the faces no what is only the play what is what is that old dragnet thing? Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, I had finished that. Um, over how long a period it took, I went back several times to get different tracks done. And John basically gave me the, uh, told me about the idea that Simon Napier Bell yeah. uh, was in Thailand, saw this cover band doing, singing top forty hits, and he thought, "Wow, what if I was to get put together a bunch of guys who had." recorded records, mm-hmm. did, did successful tours and um, put them together in the same band on the same stage with a show idea. Yeah. Um, not a tribute band, because he didn't want, he didn't want a band to just go up and perform cover songs mm-hmm. without a show bin surrounding it.
1: Yeah.
2: So yeah. that's, that was the, that was the, uh, that was the concept and then I was introduced to Sir Harry Cowell. Harry came in on the scene after he heard uh, the tracks that I had recorded. Mm-hmm. And then they were talking about, would I be available? Would I be interested if this thing ever saw the light of day, saw stage, blah, blah, blah. And I said, sounds like a great idea. I, I said, I don't think I'm interested if it's a tribute band type of approach yeah. because yeah. Cause there's a lot of excellent tribute bands out there, but they don't surround it with a show per se. Some do, some do. And I wasn't interested in just going out and singing somebody else's songs. And Mm -hmm. I thought it would look a bit bland. Yeah. Long story endless. We now move from, I think this was probably June, July, something, maybe August. Mm -hmm. And then November came around very quickly. I get a call from John and he said, look, We have a chance to play the Mayan Theater downtown L.A. and put on a showcase of what we think this show should be. But I don't have a lead guitar player. What do you think? And I said, well, you want my advice? I said, shouldn't you really be asking a guitar player, you know? And he said, no, you've worked around enough great guitar players to know who's who. And I said, well, I just uh, did a bunch of stuff at Fantasy Camp with Howard Lees and he says, oh, I love Howard, but I don't know Howard. And he said, do you think that's something that Howard would be interested in? And I said, well, I can call him. He goes, you call him. You call him and see what – and you five him out. So I called Howard. I goes, hey, Howard, what's up? And I, so I gave, him, I gave him the concept, you know, secondhand. Yeah. And Howard's first response to me was, are you going to do it? And I said, I'm doing it. And he goes, then I'm doing it. <laughs>
0: that is so awesome. And I
2: thought, no. dude, that's, that is so awesome. <laughs> So I called John. John then was now in touch with Howard, mm-hmm. and then John calls me back and he goes, "That's awesome. I mean, that's really awesome." And he said, "But I need another guitar player, and I know that Doug Aldridge is mm-hmm. busy with White Snake and would not have, he would, would not be able to fit it into a working schedule." Yeah. And right. I said, "Well, I know Tracy Guns," and he says, "Wow, Tracy. Do you think Tracy would work in this thing?" And I went, "Tracy's awesome." He's phenomenal. And I said, you know, you, you need you need a sort of a yin and yang with mm-hmm. guitar players so you yeah. get good boy, yeah. bad boy sort of at least imagery, right? And he said, well, I don't know Tracy either. And I said, well, I just happen to know Tracy. <laughs> so I called Tracy, and Tracy was pretty much the same as Howard. He goes, dude, it sounds awesome. Are you going to do it? And I says, yeah, I'm already in. And he goes, if you say it's okay, I'm in. And I says, well, here's John's info. Call him, vibe him out. Here's the deal. And so now we have Tracy and we had Howard. Uh, John already had secured uh, Jay, obviously, Mm -hmm. Jay Shallon, because of Asia. And um, John was on bass. So now we have a core band. And John had known uh, Michael T. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And uh, now we had secured a full band. And we had Andrew. Andrew was into it. And um, he wanted that... He wanted that the songs would be shared so yeah. he yeah. he said i think i'm going to call uh Joel Lynn turner and he called Joel and turner joe was into it and then he called uh paul shortino and sent paul uh honky tonk and paul recorded honky tonk mm-hmm. and then we got together at uh mate studio for about three weeks on a daily basis
1: yeah
2: and at the end of every oh my god We'd rehearse for about four, six hours, Ooh. and then the singers would then at like 10, 11 o'clock at night go from Burbank, drive down to John's studio in <laughs> Glendale, and do all the backup vocals and whatever we needed for the for the CD. So we were like going, "Oh man, right?" And here's the here's the punchline: we got together as a rehearsed band,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we go to the Mayan, we had no idea, we were never told of what the whole the real concept of the show was going to be like, so we get into the Mayan, we see this rock fault thing, this capsule, right, mm-hmm. and everybody's got a million questions to ask, there's all of this sort of uh, jungle stuff around the place, the Mayan was the perfect setting. Right? It was perfect. And um, we actually rehearsed the show in little bits and bobs. We got lighting set up and everything. And the first time that we ran the show at the Mayan, Mm -hmm. we never actually ran the show in its entirety ever. We walked out there. We walked out there completely blind. You know, it was like time to go. We went and we performed an entire show and we had a break in the show. There was a pause because it was like two hours and ten minutes long, right? <laughs> and um, we never actually ran the show, not even once, from beginning to end. Never ran oh, wow. it in sequence, ever. We went out completely cold. They recorded a uh, what became a sizzle mm-hmm. that was then introduced uh, through contacts with Paul Shortino and Carmen
1: mm-hmm.
2: and ended up at the, at the LVH. And um we end up getting a shot on that wonderful stage at the LBH and we stayed there for a little over a year. And uh we thought at tops we'll do a couple of shows, a weekend maybe, it'll die because you know Dee Snyder had been in with their show and Rudy and all of those people. Yeah. And I think I think that lasted like three whole weeks mm-hmm. on that very same stage. So we weren't we weren't really, we weren't expecting to get the Christmas turkey. Let's just say, and uh, we got the turkey and the gravy and all the trimmings, and we were just blown out of the park. The opening was sensational. We had all of those bus wraps. We you couldn't go anywhere in Vegas without those <laughs> massive billboards. And and um, I remember Michael Schenker actually came through there with Temple of Rock. Yeah. And I think he, I think he might have played Vamped. And he sent me this long email, and he goes, "Ah, this is unbelievable! I'm in Vegas. Every every to- to- corner I take, you are looking down at me. I can't escape you. You are." And I said, "I'm not. I'm, I'm actually not everywhere." And he goes, "I think you are everywhere." And of course, we had the whole side of yeah. the building, yeah. all 22, 24 floors, <laughs> at, at the at the LVH with this massive blown-up. Oh, that you could actually right. see! I remember you that. could actually see as you were landing at at at, at McCarran. McCarran. And speaking of McCarran, we still have that great TSA uh, video. That's right,
0: that, running that at awesome McCarran. GSA. I mean, how, how cool
2: is that, though? That's I mean, so that's, awesome. That's the coolest. That's the coolest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you guys walking in there, taking all the stuff, all the chains, and all that stuff out. And a, so this is awesome.
2: what I think of you today, dude.
0: That's what I think of you every time, yeah. man. You <laughs> rock, brother. Cheers. Uh, straight to- Cheers to <laughs> you, too. <laughs> now, um, how were you approached for Survivor? Because I know you've been in there for quite some time, starting in
2: 2006. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That goes all the way back to... Um, that goes all the way back to 94, believe mm. it or not. And... Uh, my period, the Mikolashenko period, had ended uh, with Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing a huge amount of uh, studio work. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids were, um, my kids were. Uh, we were thinking about kids, right? We were thinking uh-huh. about kids. Kids weren't there yet till '99, and so um, you know the whole music, just to to to. Uh, get to the real crux of this Survivor thing. The whole music industry had changed because Seattle became a big deal in like 94, in those periods, 92 onwards, right? And it went from grunge to alternative. Long-haired bands, dude, or anything associated with that sound was no longer an interest to the industry. Um, that said, um, I had a call, many emails actually, from Frankie Sullivan, um, Survivor's uh, guitar player that I didn't answer and Gina Gina said hey did you ever get back to Frankie and I went nah didn't. and she goes well don't you think it would be just you know, nice to answer the email and I went nah I think I know what he wants <laughs> 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 because, because in 94 Frankie and I actually got together yeah, uh, and we recorded what became a solo record for me called Business as Usual and we wrote all of these songs. It was only released in Japan. Yeah. Um, we went to a bundle of record labels, John Coladna included. Um, we went to different management companies with uh, with this record, and almost everybody, without exception, including John Coladna, said, eh, "At any time of yours, that was a big hit." And Capital really fucked that up. They should have done so much more with it. And uh, this is a great record. I don't know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. And we had a tentative name for it at the time. It was called Ele- um, Inner Groove Distortion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most people, would, most people would say, well, I don't hear much distortion on the ear. I don't hear the big power ballad. But they were kind of contradicting themselves because at the same time they were saying, you know, guys, if this was like four years ago, this would have been great. But right uh-huh. now, there's no market for it. So a Japanese label picked it up, and that was basically the end of it. Frankie said to me, I want you to join Survivor. This was in 94. Yeah, And uh, I remember saying to Frankie, I said, you know, Frankie, Survivor is a pop band. I don't want to join a pop and he would laugh, and he goes, "You've got it wrong. It's a rock." We would we would go backwards and forwards and forth with with this sort of with fun and games thing. I didn't join Survivor at the time. Um, I told him that the best thing he could do was to make amends with Jimmy Jameson. That's what the yeah, people really yeah. wanted to hear. And uh, I said, "This is what you need to do." there's an amazing catalog of songs with Survivor, just amazing. And uh, and I said they don't need to hear me. I said I don't want to be the replacement guy. And I said Survivor is is more than a replacement guy. This is a sound, yeah. sound yeah. <clears throat> like Journey is a sound and, and and what have you, you know. Oh yeah. Anyway, it didn't happen. Um, in the meantime, Dean um, and I have our boys. Um, I decided to get out of the industry, went to college, mm-hmm. uh, got into graphics. That's uh, awesome. I didn't know that. Work. Yeah, I didn't want to... Uh, I didn't want to be on the road, but when Jamie took his first steps, I was actually in Japan, and it really bummed me out uh, big time because I missed his first steps, and I always said, I'm not going to be away when my kids take the first step, mm-hmm. and I was, mm-hmm. and I swore at that point that... I wouldn't miss my son Casey's first steps, and they're twins, as you know,
1: yeah.
2: um, and I, I no, no pun intended, but I kind of pulled the plug, and I went, I got to do something different here. There were no tours, there was nothing mm-hmm. like that going on, so I went to uh, college, started getting into graphics, and I took that course for many, many years, mm-hmm. and I had a good paycheck. That's awesome. um, I had health care for my kids had all of the stuff that was right, we bought a new house, Mm -hmm. um, and we, you know, the world was a happy place. And about five years into the boys, Mm -hmm. I get more emails from Frankie Sullivan, and (laughs) Gina said the same thing. She goes, "Hey, did you ever get back to Frankie?" And I go, "Nah, did not." And then I have Survivor's accountant, accounting office, calling me, and I knew Chuck and. So I called Chuck and he goes, "How do you doing?" And I went, "What do you want?" And he goes, "You know what we want." <laughs> so I agreed. I agreed to. Uh, I agreed to fly into. Uh, um, Mark Bay uh, um, uh, Survivor's drummer, met me one day with two CDs full of songs.
1: Yeah,
2: and he goes, "We're going into rehearsal uh, in about two weeks." learn all of these songs. And I go, what do you mean all of these songs? It was like 35 songs or something, right? So I went into Chicago over a weekend, and um, I went into rehearsals. We started just running stuff down and huge amount of material, really, you know? Yeah. And Frankie sat me down and he goes, what do you think? And I went, the material is not in question. The real question you have to answer is, am I the guy to be singing this material? And he goes, you're the guy to be singing this. <laughs> and I said, you know, this the blame will be on you firmly, right? And I came back home, and I think within a week, I get this call. We're doing a festival wow. <laughs> outside of Chicago. 16,000 people were doing a festival with any money and i'm going and i'm going and what are we singing he goes you'll you'll be fine and i remember going out on that stage Mm -hmm. no idea how survivor did a show
1: yeah
2: no idea how they segued from one song into the next how they ended stuff what was required um i remember having all of these lyric sheets on top of the keyboard and i remember saying to chris grove just flick the page whenever we finish a song because I'm really good with if I catch the first line yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much solid yeah but I won't I won't know how they end it or anything but who cares about that you end it right <laughs> i just stop singing and um we got through it and i was there for what 5 6 years or something and, and 7 years and then uh i think I think I was only about a month or so into the band.
0: Yeah.
2: And we yeah. got we got Dancing with the Stars. Not to dance, but to perform.
0: That's right. I've and seen that. We,
2: yeah. And we got Dancing with the Stars. And I I, I always remember that uh, right across the hallway from Dancing with the Stars at CBS Studios was American Idol. And American Idol, of course, was huge, right? So they're milling around the place because the show is like cranking. And the program director of if That's What She was... Came to me with her clipboard, and she goes, uh, five minutes, boys, to showtime. And I was the only one live because, you know, you've got a wheel on and wheel off, but the vocals were live to a recorded track. And it was edited somewhat because you had to condense the show. And she came to me, and she said, five minutes. And she goes, by the way, Dancing with the Stars has just knocked American Idol out of the number one rating slot. And she said, we have about 88 million viewers tonight. And she goes, no pressure on you, kiddo. Oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, you know, it's one of those times you go, I want my mommy. <laughs> and, uh, and the rest is, is, you know, what can you say? You, you, you do it, you know, you put the big boy pants on. <laughs> yeah. And it came out and amazing.
0: Like, it sounded great. You sounded amazing.
2: Yeah, but I, I was concentrating on what the dancers were doing.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, it was it wasn't bad. It yeah. wasn't bad. Um, you know, when you do when you go live on TV, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's unforgiving because it's 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 very bland. Yeah, you know, it's very bland. What comes out of that little tube, that box, yep. you know, it's not like you're on stage and you have all your effects and all that, so you don't hear any sure. of that stuff. So, but uh, that said. That said, it was it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. I had a great time. I had a great time with Survivor. We played some really cool festivals. Met a lot of really fun people. Um, a fun story comes to my mind. You know, you think that bands always claim to have these diehard fans, right? And I remember we were doing a meet and greet one night, and Frankie was standing to my right, and this couple came up grabbed my hand, really cupping my hand, and going, oh, man, I have all your records, right? <laughs> and I've been listening to you. Oh, man, my, my, I grew up with this in school. And then he stopped, and he looked at me, and he goes, but you're not wearing your beret tonight, <laughs> he says to me. And Frankie goes, oh, he doesn't wear that anymore. And I'm thinking, this guy thinks I'm Dave Bickler now, all of a sudden, <laughs> right? And I, So, you know, you have to ask the question, do some fans actually take a look yeah. at that cover? And uh, it's funny, little things like that, you go, hmm, yeah. you know. I thought he was going to start talking about MSG material, but no, he was actually talking about That's Survivor. Funny. Yeah. That's, uh, and there's still some unrecorded tracks that might see the light of day. You know, that'll be cool. To yeah, because we did, we did some writing, just some really good writing. <laughs> and um, I might do some of that stuff for myself. Yep. you know, because Survivor does have a young kid now, he's really good, mm-hmm. and cool. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, you
0: know. There's
2: yeah, always room. I
0: remember you used to play with <laughs> Big Ball Stars. That was a Brian oh Tushy, my God. thing I remember this because a, fr- a band that I had worked with at the time, I was a roadie, and we would they would play at Club Vodka, the knitting factory in Hollywood, and they would open for the big ball stars.
2: Oh my God! What's that Chris experience? Slade. Chris Slade. Mm-hmm. Chris Slade on drums. Um, um, Chuck Wright. I don't know. Was Chuck on, on bass at the time? If it wasn't Chuck, we'd have Robbie Crane from Rat. Yeah. On yeah. bass. If we didn't have Robbie Crane, we'd have uh, Chuck Garrick from yeah. from Alice Cooper on bass. We'd have um, We'd have Brent always on guitar. In fact, I worked with Brent last night. Recorded two new tracks for Northern Lights Orchestra last night, and I know you came down to the Christmas show last year. I for,
0: I saw it online. I didn't. You saw it online? There. Oh, I yeah. Right, right,
2: right. Yeah. So I recorded two new songs for uh, Northern Lights Orchestra last night with Brent. That's awesome. Um, Brent is also working with Sebastian, and he just did a bunch of shows with John Waite. John Waite. That was John nice Waite, right? And. Um, uh, I love Brent. He's and uh, he's an amazing
0: engineer, dude. He's Yeah, just... and you played a. You guys did a Vegas show where you did. Um, uh, oh my god! And an ACDC song after oh. writing the Rock Vault.
2: Oh my god! How funny is that? That is right. Wow, wow, dude, you've seen everything.
0: I, I love music, man.
2: <laughs> um, but the big ball stars was always to um, um, play places like. Club Vodka, the Roxy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, the Key Club, yeah. um, and to do corporate events, which we did a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, a great revolving door because Kerry Kelly was in there too yeah. on guitar. Yeah. And um, you had Chris
0: Holmes. I don't know if he was there. Chris, while you yes,
2: were yeah. Chris, Chris would come in whenever we played Club Vodka. Yeah, and actually, somebody posted a bunch of photos the other day of me and Chris. <laughs> and he he moved. I think he moved out of the country. I'm not sure where I he think moved. He to. lives up in Europe from what i Yeah, I think though, was it Holland? Was Holland Indian or something? might
0: be, I'm not sure. Yeah. Myself.
2: yeah. Um so that would really big balls would take place whenever we were all available. Tishy of course was on drums. Um when when Chris wouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. Um I think even uh, um uh, what's his name, came in to a bunch of, uh, Curry uh, um, um Slaughter's drummer um.
0: oh uh, I'm trying to remember that name it's the, the tip <laughs> but, of my tongue too I
2: know Zoltan. And, and he, yeah and he would come in too and uh, George Lynch came up guessing with us a bunch of times um, it was really cool it was a blast, I used to love that stuff but people expected because Chris was there hmm. that we would do a huge amount of ACDC. And really, I suppose that's when I really started doing the ACDC stuff. And people go, Wow, dude, that sounds really good. I'm going, Really? <laughs> <laughs> it does sound And great, uh, man. it's fun to do the ACDC stuff because it's not real singing, singing per se. Yeah. You know, it's a different sort of head voice, but it's a blast. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: It's a blast. I, I get a kick out of doing it. It's great fun. Yeah.
1: It's and awesome having, Chris,
2: having Chris there is. That's the a numero uno bonus right there, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, so um, I'm so happy that that whole ACDC thing took off with him again because it was just great. It was great. It'd be interesting to see where they go from now, you know. I did see Axel with them. Now, how was and, it? Uh, awesome. I mean, people have their own opinions, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I think he did an excellent job. I didn't expect him to be... Nearly as good as he was, and I was never, don't hate me, I never a huge Axel fan. But then I went to Dodgers, I went to Dodgers to see uh, Guns N' Roses, yeah. I was absolutely blown away. They were, I thought they were just awesome. And my son Casey came, with, we were right there in front of the stage, and I'm going, This is kicking ass right now. This is this is great. This is great.
0: They definitely didn't, have to catch him when they come back,
2: dude. They didn't miss a beat, and and you know he sang, he sang every word, mm-hmm. every phrase, every ad lib that he ever did on any of the records. It was like, poof, it was right there, and I'm going, and the dude was laughing, prancing uh-huh. around the place, having an absolute blast, and I went, so awesome. and you could feel how those years had matured them, and just yeah. this this was. This was a band that was absolutely cooking with gas.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the high octane roll and that train oh, dude. rolling.
2: Good stuff, and that's great to see that. You know, so yeah. it ain't over till it's over. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. Okay. And I remember you doing a lot of covers. You've done uh, cover songs like "Run to the Hills," uh, right. I "Stole Your Love." I wanted right. all breeze. I needed the work. <laughs> <laughs> they all sounded amazing. And those were all produced by Bob Kulick.
2: And I just did a new Bob Kulik record on his new, uh, um, um, new album. Skeletons in the closet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. He has a new album that he's, uh, he dug up a bunch of songs that, um, he had never released mm-hmm. and then some older stuff. And, uh, he invited me in to sing on a track. Andrew sang on a track, and um, that's just been released, actually.
0: Yeah, I'd seen uh, Bob had posted about that, and then Andrew had posted about that recently. Yeah, as well.
2: yeah, he did a um, they did a, um, a, a like a listening party kind of thing yeah. at about, about two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, so very cool. I also did a one of my biggest uh, things was I also did. A, I also did a movie soundtrack with David Foster, producer. I now, that was, that. that was scary. That was scary because you walk in and the guy is like, you're going, hey, I'm David Foster. and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Because you're, you're talking about, you know, Michael Bolton. You're oh, talking yeah. about Celine Dion. You're talking about jo- uh, Josh Grover. And you're talking about Whitney Houston, you know, and dude from Ireland walks in, mm-hmm. you know, and he goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> You know, and uh, that was for a movie soundtrack when uh, Richard Grieco used to do, um, he used to do, what was that, 21 Jump Street. Yeah. And then he made a movie that was kind of like a teenage James Bond and Kylie Minogue sang one of the main title tracks oh, wow. and then I sang the main title tracks and uh, it was really cool. The song is yeah. right through the whole movie. It was great. It was I'm really gonna cool. I'm have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> and he was awesome to work with. It's a beautiful ballad. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's called, it's called uh, Teach Me How to Dream. Teach Me How to Dream. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. And um, here's something else that'll, 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 that'll... I don't know how many years ago, when when, when our wonderful um, Pope John Paul II was still alive, Yeah. when <clears throat> he was a young priest way back in Poland, because yeah. he was a yeah. Polish priest, um, he had written... Uh, uh, a prayer that was titled, I, I think, uh, uh, Peace Not War, something, something like that. And at one point, the Vatican had um, put it to music, uh, but nobody ever sang the spoken word. Yeah. And suddenly, this opportunity came up for me to sing, like a bit like Live Aid, when I had... a Ton of singers on it, um, and uh, I actually got to sing uh, on that song for Pope John Paul II. That's so and
1: awesome.
2: and and uh, it was it was uh, it was released by the Vatican officially mm-hmm. uh, with his face on the CD cover, and all proceeds went to the Red Cross and all of that. And I remember when I was recording it, you know, if you're running down the vocals and you got your cans on and yeah. And you, and you miss you misalign, you're going, oh shit. And I go, Oh <laughs> <laughs> And I remembered these these faxes. Yeah. These faxes faxes used to come into the studio from cardinals at the Vatican.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's freaky kind of stuff. That's freaky. You know? cool. And they are going <laughs> You know? And uh, that was a great moment. I remember my sister's my sister's uh, calling me and going, where do you go from here? <laughs> yeah, and so I'm thinking, awesome, yeah, man. where do you go? You know, you sing for the Pope, that's it, dude, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been, um, I guess what I'm saying is I've been blessed, no pun oh, yeah. intended, but truly blessed because I've, I've done a lot. Sometimes I forget how much I've done, you know. Um, I just love what I do. Yeah. And, and, and I think... I think I, I, over the years, uh, have loved the fact that I, I don't like being pigeonholed either. Yeah. If something comes up that's different, I love to give it a jab. I give it a shot. And people go, oh, dude, you're out of your realm. And I'm going, well, maybe that's the place to be sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just, just because, isn't that what music is? It's, nobody said it was there's no two bars before. No, no huh? There aren't. There aren't. There's so much you can do with those records, dude. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much you can do. And uh, I think it's great. And, and also on that note, uh, my heart hounds in respect for Tom Petty. I was a huge Tom Petty fan. Such a... So, uh, y- big uh, it Tom so Petty yoss. fan. He was too young. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but on a different note, I see today... Posted all over the place. Bon Jovi uh, gets a nod for uh, the Hall of Fame,
0: as well as Judas Priest. As well as
2: Judas Priest, and since we're on the and subject, the Cars and dude. the Cars Dire Straits as well, and somebody who should not be forgetting because I did a TV show with her when I actually when I actually uh, debuted "Stairway to Heaven," which you know we did a remake of,
1: yeah,
2: uh, together with Bobby Kimball. And Robert Plant was in the studio the same night, and she was on the bill. Kate Bush.
0: Oh, that is awesome.
2: Running up that hill, dude. And I uh, went, <laughs> that is so cool. That is so you know cool. what's
0: so cool? That you
2: are inducted
0: for the Rock Gods Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, dude. Congratulations
0: on that. And <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's killer, dude. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. That's so and I
0: awesome. can't
2: be there. I can't be there. I'm so bummed. It's on October 26th um, at the Hard Rock in um, in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. and my beautiful lady will actually she will go down there and uh, be the recipient (laughs) of the Rock Gods Hall of Fame. That's gonna be a cool cool night. I'm gonna try. Are you going down? Are you going to be
0: there? I'm gonna buy my ticket. I'm gonna make it down there.
2: Oh, dude, you're unbelievable. Yeah, I'm bummed. I'm not gonna be there. You know, it's like I I don't get anything. I don't even win a free ice cream, you know. (laughs) Well, this award would go
0: great in your room with your awards and
2: whatnot. I put it right up there with my my (laughs) Irish flag. (laughs) A lot of you can't see this because it's
0: all purely audio, but uh, behind Robin and his beautiful home is uh, the Irish
2: flag. The Irish flag. Yeah, well actually it's uh right. something it's, it's it's an Irish saying, you know. Yeah one of those yeah. things. We're all about Irish sayings and we don't say very much really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you born in, in in California? Yes, I was. I was born in Glendora. Oh you are? Awesome.
0: Yeah. Born and awesome. raised, so I well, lived here all my life.
2: Well um, that's like five people I know from California. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I've been here thirty years. I've been here thirty yeah. years. When did you come yeah. what year did you come to the States? Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah, March twelfth, eighty eight, to be precise.
0: That was when yeah. you were still in Macaulay Shaker.
2: Yes. And uh we came through we came through to uh basically to to mix. Yeah. And everybody would go, dude, you're gonna love it here. And then we came I had to leave because, you know, at that time we're just on visas and uh, I just absolutely loved the weather. And then I'd go back to cold Germany and I'm going. (laughs) And uh, I I actually, I very, very quickly um, went after uh, getting my uh, green card uh, status. Mm -hmm. And uh, as soon as I had that, I didn't think twice about going for my citizenship, and uh, it's been great. Love it, love it. You know, as a result of 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 uh, of all of that, Gene is a citizen. Gene's been a citizen for a long time too. And um, fly that flag, I say, dude. Oh yeah. Don't, don't disrespect that flag. Nope. <laughs> That's that, just like Daryl Sharp. I, I just, I just, I just, uh, I don't get that part of it. You know. I don't either. I don't get that. I, I'm not politically minded. And I don't make yeah. political statements, but you know, I, I can say it's our flag. You should respect it. it. It's the only one you'll ever have. You know. Oh, yeah. You know. So I, I don't know. It's, these are strange times, Nelson.
0: Yes, it is very. Strange it's times. a weird time we live in. It, it really is. It is. But it is. We're gonna about wrap this up, but uh Girl, dude. Had, but it, before we do. Um, do you have any uh, uh, road tales or anything cool from the road well, that you'd I like want to, to, to know. Share? Anything that you're oh. willing to share? One story about uh, that you would love to share. Oh, jeez! I know you had a story after Paul's when you guys were uh,
2: chatting with you were uh, chatting with Norm. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember. I never, I don't know if I should bring this one up, but <laughs> I always remember. I always remember um, uh, Macaulay Shanker. out with rush. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Oh my God, that is so. Awesome. We were out,
2: yeah, we were out with Rush, and uh, oh my God, I think it was one of those ice rinks. I think maybe about twenty-four, thirty thousand people, right? Mm-hmm. Total mismatch. of bands, I think, you know. But anyway, we were on the we were on the bill. And we were on stage and uh, Michael had one or two too many. And, um, and if anybody, if you understand Michael's style of playing, you know, he plays his flying V, so he bends over to play the V. And he's not, he's not big on, on effects, right? Yeah. He's not big on effects. So basically he has his wah-wah pedal and he has his reverb pedal. That's yeah. two, two things to think about. But after a couple of drinks... That can get, you can become a little discombobulated, especially, especially if you're bent over and yeah. all you gotta do is raise your right foot, yeah. to whack yeah. down on that pedal, right? right? Provided it goes forward and not backwards. Oh, no. And I remember, I remember he made an attempt to kick that pedal, dude, oh, and he fell backwards, flat on his back. Right, guitar. That's a dead weight, right? Oh my God. Flying V strapped across his chest, and I remember his 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 tech came out, running out, and grabbed him under his arms, and lifted him back up in a standing position. Oh and Michael God. just went, <laughs> and the audience were going, "Thank God, Thank God!" And he just continued playing, right? Oh, and he comes back stage. He comes backstage to me and he goes, ha-ha, I think I might do this every night. They loved it.
0: <laughs> That's so cool, man. Yeah, and that,
2: that, that vision sticks out in my mind because because that thump that he hit the stage at full weight, oh, falling back, man. he could have hurt himself, for God's sake, you know. But he got up, well, he was helped up, yep. and then gave him the horns and just continued playing. And the audience went absolutely apeshit. <laughs> and I'm going, huh? What, what do you What do you do, right? <laughs> what you Don't you ever have another drink? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But good times, good times, good memories, good memories. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd like to thank you, Robin. Thank you so much for being on here. Uh, have a great show in Japan. And Europe. yes, thanks, dude.
2: Uh um, watch for the, all those great pictures. There'll be a there'll be a ton of photos. Yeah. You can find Robin McCauley
0: when he's not out on the road with uh, Michael Shanker over at Raiding the Rock Vault in Las Vegas Saturday night to Wednesday night. Um, catch him nightly, catch him on uh Facebook, uh, or look him up, Robin McCauley, his official fan page or Robin dot com. Thanks, Nelson
2: you rock dude.
0: Thank you. Um uh, if you guys would like to join me for more, join me this Sunday at two PM when I have uh, Big Love Paul Shortino from Rough Cut on the show. Awesome. Awesome. God
2: bless you my friend. God bless you too. You take Have a care. good night. Thank bye you. Bye bye too. Good night. Bye. Bye.
0: Leftovers. Or